Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. The campaign is Spawn of Azathoth. It was written by Doc Herber, and our game master is John Hook. This is episode 29. Our recap will be given by Stuart Lively as his character, Cornelius Cuthbert. I would also like to mention that we have a new patron, Rubik, uh, has pledged $3 a month to our club. Thank you very much, Rubik. So without any further delay, let's continue our journey into the darkness. Stu? Thanks, Tom. <clears throat> First, Myron. Poor, poor Myron. Then Zebedee. At least he lived, I hope. Dr. Saladin, my friend Zeno. I don't care that he took a different name later in life. He was my friend. Now, now he's dead. Dr. Augustine, friend for even longer, what the hell happened to him? He mutated into some terrible creature that attacked and murdered Zeno. I cannot believe that that was Arlo. We made our way from the Buddhist monastery over a few days travel through the cold hardship of the land. We finally came upon the mountain with a staircase, temple atop with the oracle fiendish creature get helpful its answer to where to go the star falls in the mall of mauve lang and to stop it use the stone to kill the emissary the emissary is the father ghost the oracle said how long before this is to unfold in just one day continuing onward we camped out again overnight Arlo's inhuman tentacles fed upon the blood of Edith in the night. Disturbed by Arlo's continued mutations, we had no choice but to continue. To our core, as we went further into this maw lined with tremendous mountains, we noticed massive spiders crawling along the mountaintops, almost indifferent to our efforts. Seeing such horrors triggered whatever malevolent Mutation was festering in Arlo. The tentacles from within tore poor Arlo to pieces, revealed his new self, spider-like in nature. When the dust settled, Zeno was torn in half, and what was Arlo was shot to pieces. In shock, we pressed on. Dr. Long, Philip, Edith, and myself. We had to. We sacrificed too much to get this far. In the distance, what appeared to be Father Ghost, near a fire, with what might be captives. I have no idea what awaits us, but for all of humanity, we must go. Thank you, Cornelius. As you guys have approached and you're on that outcropping overlooking down below, you can see a fire and uh, there's a green hue near the fire. Um, uh, you can see Father Ghost and he's walking uh, you know, around the fire and there are three captives tied up, bound hand and foot. They're on their knees and Father Ghost has that 
bone handled knife in his hand. The sky above is is filled with green clouds that are just rolling and rolling. And you can hear the sound uh, of what you think is thunder, but it sounds like a freight train rumbling through. And as again, you look up and you can see those gargantuan spiders just delicately walking across the tops of the mountaintops, oblivious to what's going on down here below. As you're looking down into this basin, you can see Father Ghost. He and you can just barely hear him. He seems to be chanting something. And he goes over and grabs by the hair one of those three captives and drags him across the ground. And there seems to be some kind of, of green stone that's glowing, that's creating the, that green hue in the area down there. And with that dagger, he just tears into that captive and just disembowels him all over that green stone. And as that is happening, the sound of that freight train punctuates even louder your your heads are drawn upward because the sound is so abrupt and so loud and you begin to see the sky being punctured by green stones falling it's a meteor shower and the the stones are falling and they're landing beyond the uh the mountaintops into into other areas of the mountain range and you can hear them falling and thundering as they land. And as you look up, you see one fairly large stone completely plow straight through one of those gargantuan spiders. It explodes in gore and all the other spiders begin to chitter and they, they disappear as they go down beyond the mountaintops and they, 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 they disappear. So now they're gone from the mountaintops. They're hiding and, uh, and, and so that is uh, that's what you see right now. And Father Ghost is is in another uh, round of chanting as uh, one corpse lays in a pool of blood right by some sort of large green stone. You can also see down there in that little basin where where he's got his, his bonfire. There is also like a cave entrance nearby, right, right close to him. We've your setup. We've, we've got to do something about those poor captives. Maybe if we can get them away from him, he, he won't be able to, to finish whatever ritual he's performing. Yeah, I don't think we have too much time to think. So uh, I have that, the, uh, that cross that I got from Zeno's body. I have my, my Lien field and I am charging down there. I'm with you then. I will go with you. The good news is that the cataclysm around us makes it pretty easy to not be heard. Uh, but if we have to use something in particular to kill him, I wonder if the alien guns can incapacitate him. Is there any sort of cover to the approach, or is this basically a completely snow-covered field that we're running across, basically? The jagged uh, uh, ruts of the mountainside, you could kind of do a controlled slide down from where you're at to that area down there. And uh, yeah, these ruts are uh, fairly deep enough that unless he was directly in front of a rut and looking straight up to see you, 
it is highly likely that he that you would not be seen. And the inverse is true. You cannot see him as you're making the descent. So it's kind of a blind descent. Yeah, well, I think we just have to go. I, I will take that cover and go as quickly as my my slowness can go. Agreed. All, all together. <clears throat> I have the Migo gun ready. All right. Two Migo guns and uh, and two regular guns. And and the stone in that in that cross, right? All right. Uh, so you guys begin making your uh, controlled slide uh, down this way, and uh, and you're able to make the descent. Uh, you get down there, and you're probably only like five feet from from getting down to the actual basin floor. Uh, you're probably 20 feet away from the two remaining captives between you and the uh, remaining captives is a, uh, is a glowing green stone. It seems to be like perched on a, uh, a, a rock that was stacked there. The green glowing stone is probably about the size of a beach ball. Um, and it's jagged and, and it's luminous and you can feel uh, heat coming off of it and the the corpse that's laying on the ground in front of it you can see uh, eerily the side of the corpse that's facing the green stone is already devoid of flesh you can see bones and you can actually hear the sound of organs cooking on the ground everyone make a sand roll for that please uh, to include our Sherpas who are captive. Pass. 85 is a fail. All right. If you pass, lose one. If you fail, lose a D4. And I, of course, kicked tonight off with the 98. So. Oh, well, lose all four. <laughs> I got a 90. I lost three. I did as well. I lost one. The bonfire, it, it has the ability for someone to traverse all the way around the bonfire. So since you do not see Father Ghost, your assumption is that he's on the other side of the bonfire. Although the possibility is there that he's gone into the cave opening, which is to your right. So the corpse and the stone are to your left with the captives also further to your left. And the entrance to the cave is to your right. And the bonfire's right in front of you. Well, gonna, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I was holding the, the the crucifix out. I still have no idea what the hell I'm supposed to do with it, but I'm keeping it out in front of me and creeping my way around the fire to see if he's there. <laughs> okay. Right, Miss Thomas, I think we should have one alien gun on each side, so I'll go behind Frederick. Okay, I'm going right. for the captives. Yeah, and I'll. And question for Frederick: oh. Are you going uh, around the bonfire towards the green stones, or are you going to be going left around this thing, or are you going right around this thing, which will take you closer to that cave opening? To the right, because if he's either behind the fire or he's in the cave, and either way, I want to be as, be closer to him with this. <laughs> okay. And so, uh, uh, Philip, should we go the other way? Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah, go the, the other way 
maybe arching around towards, I guess, the other. We the crawl other. around toward the left. We might get to the captives first. And yeah. They'll know. Yeah. yeah. So like. Frederick and Philip were going right, is what I heard. Edith and Cornelius were going left. There was a you know, slight misunderstanding. Edith and, and Frederick are going cave side to the right. Right. Corny and I are going to the left. Oh, okay. Edith and, and Frederick are going right. Yes. Okay. Yes. Fantastic. Um, all right. So I want to start with Cornelius and Philip going left. Um, uh, as you guys are starting to move towards the left, like I said, that corpse, that cooking corpse is right there by the green stone. You have to get uncomfortably close to that green stone as you're going past it. I need each of you to please attempt a hard con roll. Ooh. Okay, that. <laughs> nope. Yeah, nope. That's a, I just didn't make it. I made a regular, but uh, I not anywhere near a hard. Okay, yeah. so neither of you had a hard con roll. I need oh, each of you hard. to to roll a d6 for me, please. Oh jeez, Jiminy Cricket, uh, four. Five. Okay. Uh, I need uh, Baxter to reduce his con by 15 and Cornelius to reduce uh, his con. Uh, You said you rolled a five? Uh, I rolled a four. You rolled a four. Uh, Reduce yours by, I'm sorry. What did you roll, Philip? A five. Okay. 15 for you and then uh, 12 for Cornelius. Reduce your con. Oh, and each of you take one hit point of damage. Oh gosh! You feel Does it feel like burning. It feels like burning, and you and you feel just your energy just sapping out of you. Do do we take a second hit point of damage if that Constitution drop also impacts our hit points? Yes, you do. Oh, chimney crickets. Boom. All righty. Ah. Oh. Oh. But you're away. able to you're able to now skirt past it after after feeling that intense uh, heat like that. And the uh, the two captured and, and bound Sherpas are right there. I'll I'm going to I'm going gonna, gonna to flip now to the other two. To Frederick and Edith. Uh, as you guys are getting past the green stone, Frederick and Edith are approaching towards the right-hand side. And as they're approaching towards the right-hand side, the uh, the cave opening is still a little bit further ahead on the right-hand side. Uh, but you guessed right, because now coming out from around the uh, the fire, um, distracted in, in his, in his uh, ritual, you are now face to face with Father Ghost, and he he stops short, surprised to see you here. I'm going to shoot him, and I'm going to hold up my my rock. <laughs> okay, uh, Edith has a readied weapon. Go first. Uh, you may have a bonus die for having surprise and being so close. Okay, I will spend the ten luck to make that a regular success. Okay. And uh, so that is, I have the damage, D10 plus one. That is 
nine damage. All right. You uh, blast this this beam of energy and it, and it just plows right through his upper right torso and you can see flesh just torn away right his arm still stays there even though the shoulder is is just you know almost ethereally ripped away and you see bits and pieces of it floating off into the into air um his elbow and, and hand still stay right where it was positioned because before your eyes not only does that flesh get torn away it then almost kind of in reverse it pulls right back in and reforms onto his body so it seemed to have had no effect uh and you can see him beginning to raise the bone-handled knife in front of him um frederick you feel something stirring in your hand where you're holding the uh the crucifix Oh, okay. Is it like a, is it like a tension to do something? Is it like discomfort or it's, it's a little bit discomforting as it's, it seems to be shifting in your hand and twisting and the, the crucifix, the, the, the non stone portions begin to crumble and break away as the stone begins to it's, it's like growing like a, like a crystal would be growing and it's, it's almost as if this stone was a geode and the crystals on the inside are now growing and cracking through. They're breaking through the shell of the stone. And you can see this crystal sword is beginning to grow out of the stone that you're holding. And as Father Ghost sees that, he turns and dashes for the, uh, for the cave opening. I'm after him. Yep, I'll okay. be with him too. As I prepare a chase, uh, let's hear what uh, Philip and Cornelius are doing. My trusty, legally checked out from the library uh, envelope opener, I will cut the the captives free. Uh, Fantastic. They are are free. Uh, And I have... uh, 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 Lee Enfield that I could hand to one of them if they look like they know what it is. Are these Sherpas uh, skilled in English? I hope to I, God. I uh, yes, twenty five percent English. Uh, I, ha- I have I have an assume so yeah. <laughs> I'm really good at Tibetan. Yeah, really good at Tibetan. Twenty five is pretty good. Sure. Well, and I also uh, feel like if if somebody's standing up and rubbing their hands where they've been tied, and you hand them a rifle with both hands, language is of limited need. Yeah, I I can use rifle. <laughs> yeah. Please help us. We set you free, but uh, he must be stopped. Bad guy. Do Do we only have one rifle? <laughs> I have only one spare. And I'm thinking about whether or not the Miko gun will work on that glowing stone. But I would love to consult before I shoot it, because it's obviously emanating powerful something. What do you think, Cuthbert? Uh, I just don't know. It's such, a, such an alien technology. 
Well, yeah. you know, we're seeing the chase begin. So is there anything else here? Is it just us and the father ghost and the glowing stone or are there tents? Is there? No, it was just that there was nothing else. So any equipment uh, should have been brought and provided by your rescuers. Okay. I was thinking if I could throw something over the stone, but I don't think there's. Yeah, so, as my fellow, my fellow friend here has the rifle. I have nothing, so I'm unarmed. I have I, to use I, my fists. Well, that's because I, in a previous life you murdered me. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, it's karma. Uh, it is what it is. Yeah, um, so that was my that was my best friend that he killed. So I'm gonna kill that son of a bitch. <laughs> Which I say in Tibetan. But... Ah, yes. And yet, the feeling comes through. And uh, yet, it comes through. So I, yeah, I, I am uh, hesitant to sh- to try to blast the rock, but I think we should move over toward the cave entrance. Yes, and if it looks like ghost comes out, we. Well, you know, we try to stop him. And what I have in mind is causing an avalanche, if necessary, uh, of rock. With I don't think that we're in a place where there's an avalanche. No, I mean, I'm going to shoot part of the inside of the cave so that there's a cave in. Yeah, it may not kill him, but it could slow him down and just stop him from performing the ritual in time. I'll I'll stand here near the cave entrance and make sure nothing. You guys can kind of say, you know, guard the entrance. Don't let him come out. Yeah, I think we're all just going to be like at the door, like. Waiting to see who comes if, out. If there's a sharp looking rock, I'm gonna pick it up. I'm gonna pick up a sharp looking rock and hold it. <laughs> so I can bash the one over the head. Oh here, wait. You can have my names, Cornelius, Corny, for you. Magic. Oh. It's oh. Magic. Oh, thank you. We're not yeah. primitives. Yeah, yeah, wait. <laughs> Uh, we make we have thousand dollars a year leading people up. <laughs> and we, uh, yeah, we, we have to kind of know the language a little bit. We get a lot of people. They start talking shit about you guys in Tibetan. <laughs> but I do, I do kind of wonder if we could pick up like a rock yes. and throw it at the other rock. Maybe we can get the rock to fall over a cliff or something. Well, you're in a basin, not there's no cliff. Oh. Well, to get it farther away, it seems dangerous. <laughs> Very bad burn. Dangerous, yeah. Um, anyways, we'll 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 stand guard, or I'll stand guard. I don't know about Wang Chang. Yeah. I will stand guard as well. It's the closest do, I do have. The, do they not <laughs> hear us running after? Yeah. Do you guys Prince. go go around the opposite side of the uh, fire? Oh, I guess I was picturing it with the fire more in the center, and we'd both gone around it so that we saw some of the action on the other team. Yeah, the fire is fairly large, so it's obstructing your view right now of Edith and Frederick. Um, so you're on you're on one side, and you can continue around it. So it's more like a semicircle than a circle. It is. It's a the fire. The basin is a circle. The fire is in the center of the circle. Right. So if they went toward the cave and he attacked them, then that should not be, I guess the, the, the blaze is bigger than I'm picturing. 
it is bigger than you're picturing. Right. So in the circle, if, if it's a clock, the, the uh, cave opening is at the two o'clock position. You guys entered into this at the five o'clock position. Uh, and so Frederick and Edith were heading up towards four and three and two. And you guys went to six and seven and eight. And it was over at eight that um, that you were prisoners were, you know, the prisoners were at eight. You guys got burned at seven. And so you guys can continue going around to nine, 10, you know, up to 12 and come looping around um, the, the center fire, which is a, you know, it's a huge pyre, you know, it's a big bonfire um, uh, and avoid, you know, if you go that way, you can avoid the, uh, the chance of being burned by the green glowing rock again. So the rock was at six o'clock and the fire is seven. in the center. Yeah. Seven fires on the center. The, the, right. uh, the green glowing rocks at seven. I thought the fire was coming out of the rock in a sense. Okay. Yeah. The only way to, it only makes sense that we would continue clockwise rather than retreat because a, the burning rock. And also that's closer to where our, friends are hopefully sure. be yeah all right um so as you guys are continuing to go around the bonfire kind of looping clockwise around the uh, bonfire uh, i'm i'm assuming that uh, frederick and edith were going to be following uh father ghost into the cave so you guys would be just seeing the tail end of them dashing in speaking of that let's go to the chase i need edith and frederick to each make con rolls please and i need to know what your moves are uh, 74 and I have a move of six. So a fail nine. and a bad, bad move. I got a 15 con, which is hard. I can make it extreme if that's important. And I'm a nine move. Okay. Um, I rolled a one for my con. So I got an extreme success. Um, and then what did you fail your con? Frederick? I did. Okay. Kind of very slow with the six already. You are very slow. Uh, okay, so uh, Edith, you and Father Ghost are incredibly fast and will be uh, outdistancing Frederick pretty easily. Uh, Here, take so, this weird space sword. <laughs> uh, if I remember this right, um, and and changing changing uh, you can use that as an action so you are going to we take the difference so um frederick your move value drops to five uh edith yours will stay at nine mine will stay at nine uh meaning that we're each going to get uh four move actions versus frederick's one move action so anything that we want to do costs a move action okay um, so since I had the extreme con, I'm going to go first. You see, uh, father ghost, uh, runs in to the cave. So that's going to be one of his actions and he goes deeper into the cave. That'll be a second action. Uh, it's dark in there. So with that second move, he's, he's vanished. So you don't know what's going on beyond that. Um, but you hear a strange sound. Um, almost kind of like a growling sound. Uh, Edith, you have four actions. What do you want to do? Um, I'll turn to Long. Uh, I, I, I used to, I used to be a runner. Here, give, give me the sword. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like, yeah, I, I'm taking. Yeah, yeah. Here, take right. space work. Yeah. So yep. taking taking the uh, the 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 sword, you know, the the stone sword, uh, is one action, and you have three actions remaining. 
I'm just running after him. Okay. Uh, you go into the cave and then you go into the cave again. That's two actions for your third action. You need to make a choice as the cave divides. And this is a very natural, uh, it doesn't look like it was uh, uh, formed by hands. It wasn't carved. It was a, it's a natural vent of some sort. And the, uh, it has a very steep slope and it's covered in ice. So it's basically, it looks like a slide and you have a left one and a right one. You may make a spot hidden. Okay. My roll is 54. I'll spin the three luck. Okay. Yes. Yes. The one on the right, the, the, the ice and little bits of snow, you know, kind of, you know, uh, chips or whatever, um, on the right, it looks as if it's had recent disturbance, like something has slid on it on the one on the right. Yep. I'm heading that way. Okay, uh, make a jump roll as you dive in oh, no. and control your your slide. Oh no, <laughs> that's base twenty, and I rolled a seventy. No, I can't even save myself from that one. Okay, um, you fall as you jump in, so take one hit point of damage. Okay, but you are still in and you are sliding but uncontrollably. So you're kind of like twisting around. Sometimes you're head first, sometimes your feet first. You're just kind of twisting around as you're, you're tumbling down this uh, ice slide. Uh, and then Frederick, uh, as this all happens so fast and you just kind of start to, to run into the cave, so and slow. you get one dot <laughs> movement on the cave. Yeah. Uh, but just as, just as you run in, the other folks are coming around and they see you lightly jogging into the cave. Yeah, I don't know if there's any whoosh sound. It's more of a... <sighs> more of a, it's, it's less of a whoosh and more of a wheeze. <laughs> Dr. Long, which... Where did they go? Hell if I know. <laughs> They're so fast. <laughs> can, can I make a spot hidden to try to figure out maybe which way they went um so uh, is everyone going into the cave i mean you guys just came around the bend and you saw frederick running into the cave is everyone following frederick into the cave i'll follow 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 i Uh, i feel like i should come with you i i have the speed anyway if you need me yes your name uh wang shen don't wang wang shen thank you I'm, go I'm going to guard the entrance so that if he comes out, I shoot him. Okay. Uh, that's, that's not going to do any good. you got to come with us. If we all go, then what if he comes around the other way? Your gun's not going to stop him. Why not? Trust me. It, the, uh, Edith, Edith shot him and he just re- recovered. His, it Should just regrew. Be, you're, you're all the way in the cave. We can't really be having this conversation. <laughs> But I'm not that fast. He's <laughs> he's run three and a half feet since we caught up. Uh, Just I, say all the way in the cave. Right, is not if, where you want me to, if you want me to come, I'll come with you. It's very dangerous going into a cave in the mountains. Well, I'm wondering if the kind monks, I mean, we had to have some kind of torches to work camp at night. So I assume that the 
we have some kind of thing to light from the kind monks, but I don't think we have four of them between me and Corny. And I don't, I don't, I'm loath to rush in to the dark unlit cave after everyone. As uh, that one said, as left sacrifice said, what if he just has a back door? So the first question is about lighting. Well, you did have your yaks that you had to leave behind uh, when you were going to go up those steps. Um, I could foresee you having a small uh, kit, you know, like a uh, stone and steel and, you know, maybe even, you know, box of matches. Um, But what is it that you want to uh, light on fire? Well, that was the question if we had if we had like fat laden torches or land oil lanterns or something from the monks. You can give me a luck roll. That used to be more likely than it is now for some reason. We've got a burning fire, right? I made a luck roll. Nice. Uh, Uh, Fantastic. Yeah. So the, the pyre behind you, uh, there is a, a usable stick that you can pull out of that and use as a torch. Right. And even though it's a great blaze, I'm not going to burn myself any more than I did with the radioactive green rock. Right. And it's on the other side of the fire. Yeah. Uh, right. So, you know, arms against the heat, pick, pick out something that looks like nice and dense uh, okay. and is a well-lit brand at the end and then head toward the cave. Yeah. All right. As you guys work your way deeper into the cave, uh, again, it's a, it's a naturally formed cave, and you can see these two uh, uh, vents that are uh, ice covered, and it, they're super. They're, they have a steep decline and covered in ice, so they look like ice slides. There's one to the left and one to the right. Uh, do we hear Edith? Whoa! Make a listen roll. <laughs> oh yeah, we're right there. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Oh five. Look, now I can roll well. Right. That's an extreme success. <laughs> the, you know, of course, Edith, is her her cries are echoing all through the cavern, uh, but you are able to uh, focus and realize that her echoes are coming out of the right-hand vent. She went down this way. And, and, and we go, or I go. You realize that once you go down, you'll never come up again. That's, that, I, that's excellent. I'm glad. I, I, I jump. <laughs> Yeah. The, the world no. literally depends on this. I don't know Nobu. who you are. Nobu, we cannot let them go alone. We have to go with them. They are idiots, but we have to help them. Do we have any rope? Uh, Most of our gear we left at the bottom of the mountains on the yaks that we are hoping survive if we get out of here. Yeah. It was not easy to climb up here. Our dear friend was murdered. Do we not want to help? Get revenge. Yeah. Revenge. Yes. Get him back. That's my better judgment. And, and you guys can Plus, still, no, but you guys we can can still money hear out. the sound of green meteors slamming into the mountains behind you. Yeah. Good. No, but we can get money. I just whisper. No, but we can get more money out of them at the end. I just would rather be alive, but... Uh... Whatever. If we go down this hole, how do we get back out again? Uh, you, you should know. Sometimes there are, there's always another exit. 
that's not true. I know, but a bit of optimism, Noble. A bit uh, of optimism isn't going to help. <laughs> while the Sherpas argue, I'm going to hand the, the one that has Cornelius's knife, the, the makeshift torch, mm-hmm. oh, and, go, and go back out of the cave. I have, I'm going to perform an experiment eventually regarding the, the alien gun and the green rock. Okay. All right. So you exit the cave. Um, Cornelius and Frederick, I believe, have gone sliding. Yep. I'm what I'm waiting on the Sherpas to make a decision before I change uh, camera. No, I'm going I, to guard the one who went outside. You okay, you, okay. You, I, I would go down with the talk. All right, Norbu, Norbu <laughs> goes to, uh, to catch up with Philip, and uh, Wang Chen goes down into the uh, into the ice slide. All right, yes, we can get some. We can get some rope eventually and drop it down the hole so that you guys can climb out. I will see you soon, friend. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, since uh, Wang Chen, Frederick, and Cornelius were not participating in the chase, no jump roll is necessary. You guys just kind of get into the slide and whee, and away you go. All right. Uh, we catch up to Edith as uh, she is ejected uh, out of the slide, and it's uh, it's only like a you know one foot off the ground, kind of you know comes out and hops, and she she tumbles and rolls on the ground. Um, and, uh, and the, the crystal sword is, is right there by your hand and you hear, you hear, well, this room, this cavern, it, you immediately get the sense that it's enormous just from the, the sound and like air pressure. It just, you just get the sense that it's enormous, even without looking around yet. Um, and you hear, uh, something, uh, a, a growling, and as if someone is in pain, um, not too far away from you. And the lighting in this room is very uh, uh, kaleidoscopic. There's just a multitude of colors, and it seems to be it seems to be flashing. Right. Assuming you stand. Yes. Yes. As you stand, and assuming you have the uh, the the crystal sword in hand now, yep. um, you look about, and the rear wall of this gigantic cavern it looks like a giant window with with weird, frayed, almost living edges. You know, kind of kind of fingering around on these edges, and it almost looks alive. And and in this window is a gigantic image of outer space. And there seems to be something hanging in space. It's, it's a, it's a mass of, of bubbling and, and exploding color. And it's just rolling and, and twisting within itself as it continues to bloom in different colors. And it looks like it is just right there on the opposite side. It, it scale has, has, it's so difficult to tell. Is it right there? Is it a, is it a million miles away from the window? It's in, it's impossible to tell. Uh, and, and standing before the window is the source of that growling, that sound of pain. And you see father ghost standing over there 
and he has that bone handled knife in his hand and he's he's he seems to be converting in pain as his body is enlarging it's swelling as he's getting taller and taller and it's it's his flesh is tearing and it's it's just it's his whole body is reshaping and you see that he gets you know his muscles get thicker and knotted as he gets bigger and bigger he gets to be 30 feet tall he has four arms his head splits vertically as his eyes roll to the sides and a huge maw begins to open and close the bone-handled knife that he's holding, it also enlarges and it becomes a human spine with a skull at the bottom and a giant blade coming out from the bottom of the spine as it turns into a gigantic bone spine sword as you see this gigantic creature standing before you. Edith, give me a sand roll, Of course. Please. <laughs> okay. Okay, come on, come on. Sand. 41 is a pass. 41 is a pass. Okay. Just a regular pass. Just a regular pass. Uh all right. Roll a D10. <laughs> oh, I'm oh, uh, no, I'm sorry. Roll a D6. Okay. That is a three. Okay. Lose three. Um, actually, and I, I'm gonna have you make a separate sand roll for seeing. The, uh, sure. the rolling yeah. mass out through the window. I wonder what that could be. That is, oh no, that's an 80. That's a fail. Okay. Ah. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, just roll a d20 for failing. A two. Oh my god. I rolled a two. Edith <laughs> Thomas. Made of steel. <laughs> you stand there and and you can feel cold sweat freezing in your scalp as you stand there with this crystal sword as this this white furry gug stands before you in front of this gate with azathoth rolling and boiling in the background his his you know its colors illuminating this cavern what do you do going um, after him i've got the sword father, i'm going after him father ghost seems to be still kind of dealing with his with his transformation so he doesn't seem uh very cognizant right now yeah i'm i i've got the sword i'm going after him this one's for sylvia all right all right um so you can go and make a brawl roll with a bonus die um actually two bonus dice because of his size and uh yeah, so go for it. 15 is my best roll. That is a success. All right. Uh, roll 2d6. Actually, can I make that an extreme? Can What's the extreme you? for 25? I should be able to. I rolled 15. Uh, extreme is 5. five. 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 Yeah. Um, I have the 10 luck. I'm going to make this an extreme. 
Fantastic. Fantastic. Make it an extreme. Okay. So 2d6 would be the 12 and then roll again for the damage. Please. So that makes it a 17. I have no damage bonus. So 17 total? Yes. Uh, all right. Yeah, you carve right down its thigh and it uh, bellows in pain and it uh, it is angry. You have you have angered it. Very good. <laughs> um, we're going to get another combat roll in before the uh, before the cavalry arrives. Uh, what is your dex? 65. You are faster. Then Father wow. Ghost the Gug, you may attack. <laughs> uh, because he is active in his defense, he will be making a uh, uh, fight back roll. Do I still get the advantages because he's so you'll large? Get, you'll get one advantage since he's okay. not standing still anymore. But you, you still because of his size, you're going to get a bonus die. Okay. That's a 19. I'll, I'll bring it down to 50. I'm going through all my luck. <laughs> That's okay. It's worth it. it. It is worth it, right? Yes, but it's just a regular success. Regular success, and I failed my fight back, so you hit. Roll 2d6. That is eight. All right. Um, he, it, uh, attempts to kick you. Sure. You want to dodge or fight yes. back? No, I, I'm going to fight back. We're going to keep going. <laughs> fight back. Exactly. That's exactly what you want to do. Fantastic. Uh, luck's no longer with me. I've failed both of those. Okay. Uh, but luck is sort of on your side as you juke when he didn't and his uh, large leg whoosh, kicks through air and misses just as that happens uh frederick cornelius and uh watching uh they come dumping into the room they tumble on the ground and uh, they see the sights of what's illuminating this room they see the sight of of this gargantuan giant this white furry giant with a head splitting down the the top um i need you guys to make uh two sand rolls we'll make sand roll one versus the gug and sand roll two versus azathoth uh oh six i apparently see gugs every day of my life and 60 is a fail against azathoth which so I do not having, see every day. Having a successful sand roll against the Gug, roll a D6. Having a failed uh, sand roll against Azathoth, roll a D20. Okay, I lost two points from the Gug, and I lost eight points from Azathoth. <laughs> Give me an idea roll. Uh, that is one shy of an extreme success with a 15. Of course, of course, of course. That's fantastic. Yeah, you know, I, I've studied astrophysics, you know, like my whole life. And uh, just uh, I look behind the thing behind the ice and just go, what the fuck? 
Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Give me a D10, please. Two. Um, as you look up and you see the the, the majesty that is uh, Azathoth, your eyes, your vision just blanks out. You can see nothing. You're blind as you start to scramble and claw at your eyes. Cornelius, how did your uh, sand rolls go? Okay, I rolled a 94 for the gug. Is that a... Is that a critical fail or is nope. that just a fail? No, nope, you'll just a fail. You'll you'll roll a D10. A D10. Okay, so here's the D10 for the gug. Oh, that's lovely. I rolled a nine. Nice. And and how did Azathoth go? And Azathoth was a 90. Nice. So that means a D20, a D20. I believe. So that's not good. You need to do your intelligence rolls though. Did I do my intelligence roll? We'll, we'll do it after. Okay. And there's a 16 dropping me from 17 to one. <laughs> give, me a, give me an idea roll. An idea roll. Uh, hey, there we go. 86. I am too nuts to know what the heck's going on. <laughs> oh, good. You failed your idea. Yeah, failed my idea. Uh, fantastic. Yeah, um, you you do see this, and uh, uh, what others see when they look at Cornelius is that his eyes are bleeding, but um, you are still able to uh, function as you choose to as a as a PC. Uh, oh, Wang cool. Cheng, how did? Uh, uh, although I like the crazy, uh, how did how did your uh, sand rolls go? So I got a 45 for the Gug, which is a success. And I want to, and obviously it always happens to me, but I got a hundred on the Azafoth. You would lose all 20. (laughs) So roll your D6. Let's find out how much you, you lose all in total. Uh, I got a two on that D6. All right. So you've lost 22 sand. And let's have an idea roll. Okay. Well, uh, I have 45 in intelligence, and I rolled a 10 for fucks. That's awesome. Roll a d10. A one. Okay, you are going to as you come tumbling out of the of the ice slide, and you got up onto your knees when you had these visions of the things that are in this room, and your mind just it just shuts down, and you just still on your knees, you just kind of sit back so that you're comfortable. You know that kind of thing where you're on your knees, but you're kind of sitting on your feet behind you, and you're just sitting there comfortably still wide-eyed, slack-jawed, staring, unblinking at, uh, at the window of Azathoth. Uh, you, feel, you feel a pull. You feel something speaking to you. You're having 
you're having a religious moment here. Um, before we continue with what's happening here in the cave, um, topside, Philip and Norbu, what do you guys do? Well, I'm just making sure everything's okay with Philip. So, okay. As you guys come out of the uh, out of the cave, um, the sky is falling with uh, green meteorites, and it's getting worse. Uh, there are some that are starting to crash into some of the mountainsides of this uh, uh, basin that you're in, and so as they crash into that rock slides are starting to come down into the basin so far not on the side that you're in but it, it's starting to look pretty hairy out here yes what do you uh, guys do a wizard a sorcerer calling calling the, the rocks from the sky do you know how he brought you here i was abducted i don't remember the three of us were taken in the night I have a, a strange weapon. I'm going to try to injure the, the powerful rock. Uh, yes. And I'm looking, I'm going to sidle around, I guess, again, to the left from the cave entrance. So keeping clockwise where we came in so that I can see the glow beyond the fire. Yep. And I'm not going to aim at the heart of it. I'm going to aim at the rock wall. at its very edge so that if I chip it and something bursts out, it'll be going perpendicular to me instead of back at me. Okay. And I, you know, if it's, if it looks like it's going to explode, then I will know that I cannot damage it without at least dying and possibly releasing something. But I want to, I want to see if it can, because I think it's doing the drawing as much as, you know, the, the shaman inside the cave is. Before he, before he acts, since I was tied up here for a while, do I, do I have any things that I can surmise that the rock is not important or the rock was the focus of his magic? Or I was going to ask, actually, if it was glowing when you got here, but yeah. Um, so it was glowing when you got here, Norbu, and uh, the wizard who was uh, doing this ritual and eventually sacrificed your friend. Um, uh, it, it was very, it was an important part of the, uh, of the ritual. Every time, you know, he kept, uh, he kept, you know, working his way around and round and round the fire. And every time he came back around to that green stone, which apparently he didn't have an issue with, I mean, he was right there at it. He could touch it and everything. And he would, you know, touch his blade to it. And, and he would, you know, he was very involved. It was a, it was a focus point of his ritual. Um, so it was very important to him uh, clearly. And then it seemed to culminate when he grabbed your your friend and then gutted him and 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 had all of his entrails and blood just pour onto the uh, the green stone and then he just dropped your friend's carcass at the base of it. Yeah, so it's very important. If we yeah. could destroy it, then maybe it will stop. Yeah, at least slow him down. All right. So. All right. Um, so to uh, make this shot, you're going to aim. 
for a minute. So you can make this roll with a bonus die. So try and have a standard uh, firearm, you know, uh, Mego gun firearm uh, test. And that's that's 32, I remember from last time. I didn't write it down, but he just remembered. I don't recall. Oh, the first roll is a 15. So it is 32, by the way. All right, yeah, 32 so, it is. Yeah. So 15 is a hard. Uh, yes, no. No, 32, half of that would be 16, but you're close. Um, 15 is below 16. Oh, you're right. I'm an idiot. Um, so fantastic. You did exactly what you wanted to do. You you just kind of barely shaved and hit on the outer edge of it. And, uh, and it's probably good that you did that because as you nicked it on the side, it had this like, uh, in modern, in modern day, we would say that it looked very much like a solar flare, as 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 energy, green energy, just kind of wow, and it flared off of this thing as it got nicked by the uh, by the Mego gun, and uh, that solar flare that kind of flared off from it was large enough that it gouged into the mountainside that you guys had slid down earlier, and it just carved a huge smoking edge out of that uh, portion of the uh, of the mountain uh, and when you did that you can see that the meteors that were falling um, uh, almost like how uh, light bends through a prism uh, the meteors kind of bowed and moved in flight and they changed direction and now are, are were falling at an angle uh, that was uh, perpendicular to where they were coming from before. Uh, and I'm sorry. And uh, so the the flare cut through the rim substantially. It did. Uh, and when it cut through, was it like erasing the matter, like the Mego Ray does, kind of, or did it blast out? Not as a, not as an erase. It, it really felt like it was a destruction, like it was a violent uh, tearing through and destruction of it. Not so much of a erasure from existence. But it, um, all right. And so, it, do the 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 things that are drawn down are they curving out of this rim now that they've changed trajectory yeah because the solar flare from the uh, stone even though it did not reach up and touch the stones that are falling from the sky it it must have had some kind of effect maybe a magnetic wave or something because now the uh the meteors that are falling they've bend and twisted and now they're falling at a different angle than they were before but they're still coming from the sky and and, wow. and punching through the clouds and crashing into these mountains up here more and more i mean it just sounds like freight trains are crashing all around you but did did the beam damage the rock it did damage the rock it 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 took off you know because the rock is uh, jagged and it's got you know almost like crystalline forms kind of growing off of it and so the Mego beam he he got it so that it would just kind of edge it and and it struck at the very edge of it and and it blew off uh, some of the crystals that were on the rock and it reacted violently to that damage. So if if we could do this twenty times, then maybe we could eliminate the rock. But in the process, we'd be everything's still falling and 
we'd likely get vaporized the first time I had a bad roll, bad your, shot. Uh, your your magic beam, it it cuts through regular rock. Yes. Yes. A what channel. If we, what if we used it? Yes, to make a a channel or a hole, and kick the thing down the hole. I don't think we can get close enough to kick it. It burns uh, with dark fire very hard. But I could hit it with a rock or with the gun. Knock it into the hole. I could try to make a hole under it and displace it. Or we can see if our friends need help. It's down there with the giant mirror looking into Azathoth. We don't want to go down there. It's not safe out here. It's not safe until I think the the savage ghost man is dead. Are are all of these in the sky the same as this one? Yes, they look like that, but bigger. I'm not sure they're magically charged. Um, Edith taught me what she knew about the alien weapon. It gets uh, lighter or heavier as it gets used up. It gets uh, more firm. It becomes less, it becomes less squishy. squishy. Yeah. How, how do we feel about charges? Um, it, it had 10 charges. Yeah, there we go. So I'm currently at eight. I don't know where you're at. I, I think I might only have used it on what used to be Arlo and, and this rock. So we'll say eight. You're at eight. Um, I don't know what to do. I have a wife and children, five children. Then we can't stay out here. Uh, there are two tunnels in the cave, yes? Yes. Let us see what is in the tunnel, the other tunnel. But it's uh, down. Once you go down, you can't come back. It might be nothing in that tunnel. You could end up miles away from the other place. Perhaps we, we should stay. go down we the same tunnel here. as your friends. Come. I'll put my arm around you. Let's go save our friends. All right. I'm going to take a, a if I, if there's another another flaming piece of wood at the pyre, I'd like to at least slide it down the left side cave and see if we can see something before following them. When there are choices, suddenly, there are choices. Suddenly hear Edith go, ow! <laughs> Stop throwing flaming sticks at me! All right, let's go. Uh, yes, you can get a, a brand and uh, toss it down the left side if that's what you want to do. Uh, when you toss it down the left side, um, it's quickly because the descent is is quite abrupt. It slides and it disappears from view, and um, and you don't hear anything. And uh, the light that's being emitted from it uh, quickly vanishes. So you Do don't we know hear if anything it, from them down there. Uh, yeah, you hear you hear strange sounds that are hard to. Uh, 
to understand what nobody's actually saying words, but um, there's just weird, oh, ah, you know, kind of things going on, um, echoing out of the uh, out of the right hand side. Since y'all are aware of what direction everyone else went, but throwing that brand down the left side, it eventually disappears, and uh, the light uh, that it was providing is gone. So you're not sure if if the act of sliding snuffed it out, or if it just went too far away, or what happened to it. Or if it goes to the side of the earth. Right. We know they're down there. We can hear them. Okay, friend, let's fight. So you guys going to go into the right hand? Okay. Same as them. Same as them. All right, so you guys will be uh, arriving shortly. Um, So, uh, Frederick, what is your... And Cornelius, you still have... Nice. You still have your uh, free will. So what are y'all's dexterities? Unfortunately, Wang Chang is uh, frozen. Um, oh, but Frederick, you're blind. I'm, I'm blind, but I have a gun. You do so have I a could, gun. I could shoot Edith in the back on accident. I, I, <laughs> I, you can do whatever you want with that gun. Um, I won't put you in a dex order, so I'll let you use that whenever you want. Uh, Cornelius, what's your dex? 60. 60. Okay. Edith, you are still at the top of the, uh, of the order. What do you want to do? Fighting. Okay. Uh, Frederick, um, you'll be able to make a listen roll before you, uh, do anything. So if you have a successful listen roll, then, uh, you'll have only one penalty die when you shoot your gun. If you fail your listen roll, it'll be two penalty dice. Excellent. (laughs) All right. Edith, um, you're attacking with the sword, yes? Yes. Okay, he's going to attempt to fight back. All right. What do you do? I'm going to take my luck all the way down to three to make this an extreme success. Damn it! Because I roll an extreme, but uh, since I'm not dodging, I don't win the tie. So you win this. Damn, I rolled an 05. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so you win the uh, the contest of extremes. Go right ahead. Roll right, 2d6. So 12 plus 8, so 20. Oh, my God. Uh, okay. Um, so you uh, carve into him, and you just utterly disembowel him. <laughs> Um, and as he stands there, he, he quivers and, and lets go of this, of what was once the bone handled knife, now a gigantic bone handled sword. And, uh, the sword falls from his hand. It clatters on the ground. And of course you guys were fighting like really close, like right next to that, that giant window or whatever. And so the sword clatters to the ground and it almost like bounces and then it, it flicks and it goes through the window and just, and just, it just vanishes. And, and so then um, uh, what was father ghost, all four arms come down and they're trying to hold his, his guts inside. Uh, but he's failing to do so as they start to leak and pour out. And then with a torrent, 
all of the internal organs just fall out onto the floor and his legs quiver and he, he drops to his knees and then onto his face as he squishes his own organs. You have destroyed that which was known as Father Ghost. And then we arrive and we're like, yep. And then, and then, uh, and then Cornelius, <laughs> Cornelius, as you're standing there watching this, it looks amazing. And then there's like a vent uh, up high on the left-hand side, up near the ceiling of this chamber. And a snuffed out torch comes out of that vent and clatters to the ground. And then moments after that, uh, Norbu and, uh, and Philip, they slide into the uh, room and tumble onto the floor. Um, and I need uh, Norbu and uh, Philip to only make one sand roll each as you see the giant kaleidoscope that is uh, Azathoth. Eight. Fantastic. So with a successful, roll a d10. I also was successful. Roll Three, a d10. Five. Nice. Two. You guys are all made of stern stuff. Not as stern as Edith, I'll say. No, indeed. Uh, it smells terrible here. It does smell terrible. You look at Edith and she's covered in a in blue black goo as she stands there and the, the crystalline sword, uh, it, it's beginning to retract and return back into the shape of just a stone. Uh, uh, the, uh, can we hear the echoes of the rock shitting? Yeah. Yeah. You still hear the boom, boom. I mean, it sounds like artillery fire. Yeah. Uh, Gotta destroy that window. Yeah. What's the, that's, I can't even look at that. Um, Wang you Chang, shot it, Edith? Wang Chang, you you snap out of it. Is there like some sort of magical symbol or thing on the floor that's causing the window to stay open, like a gateway? That, that did you notice? Uh, uh, the, does the floor have loose rocks window? and things yeah. on it? Uh, no, the floor is fairly smooth. Um, there's a few stalagmites, you know, around, but in the main area, it's fairly smooth. Um, and the, the giant corpse of the creature is laying on the ground on top of its own organs. And, um, it has four arms, uh, you know, that branch off at the elbows and, uh, the right hand arms, both of those are, uh, through the portal as it just lays there on the ground. Is it still gigantic or is it shrinking? It's still gigantic. Uh, well, I'm going to just try to shoot the terrible glowing amorphous blob that doesn't belong here. Through the window? Through the window. It must break whatever this membrane is. All right. Uh, you don't need to roll because it'd it's be big. like hitting the broadside of a barn. Yeah. Uh, so you fire the Mego gun and it just, it just, the beam enters into the, uh, into the portal and you can just see 
you know, this beam, it just continues to like a straight line. It's just going deeper and deeper into the, into the background. And it's like a pin going towards a gigantic balloon out there in space. And eventually you lose sight of the, uh, of the beam. Yeah, I've pointed a flashlight at the moon when I was a kid. Uh, well, have you uh, figured a way out of here? Is there any other holes going out, going up? Uh, you can scout around and maybe do some spot hidden rolls. I'm going to look at the, the Father Gug and okay. see if he has any magical items that are keeping this gateway open. Like a magic ring or, you know. Right. So one pair of arms are through the portal. And so you can only see his right arm to the elbow. His, his divided uh, forearms are through the portal and gone. Uh, and his left arms, his left arms are bare. He's a he's a gigantic uh, monster creature, and he's you know effectively nude and doesn't have anything. The the torch I dropped down the left hand tunnel. If I prod the charred end of that into the mirror window and pull it out, does it come out intact? Uh, it does come out intact, but covered in ice. Right. Well, well, now we uh, just got that rock up there that we got to get rid of. I congratulate I congratulate you, uh, Norbu. You were right. It's hard to get out of a, an icy cave. Yeah. If we, me, I, I could. I know gate. I know it's tricky, but I think I've got it down now. Um, in out. fact, um, oh, and um, you guys who you guys should have been gaining uh, Cthulhu Mythos, right? So, um, it's just one point though, right? So, three points. No, I got zero. Oh, you have zero. Oh, you'll get five. Uh, and uh, one chain will get five, but I believe everybody else will get two, right? One for one for uh, the Gug and one for. Azathoth. Um, so Cornelius, um, give me a um, give me a Cthulhu Mythos roll. All righty. Great. Let's see here. All right. Let's see if I can do something spectacular. Oh no! Look at that. It's a complete failure. I, even beyond what all my luck could do. <laughs> even beyond. All right. <laughs> eighty-four. I rolled an eighty-four out of 20. I have a dangerously large amount of Cthulhu Matos points. So let's see. That's a regular success. A regular success. Yeah. Um, there are some theories when it comes to gates, there are some theories that uh, some gates may be triggered to close or be destroyed. Um, depending upon the state of the caster as they pass through it. But that's a theory. We might just be able to shovel his body through this hole and close it. Yeah, get rid of him. Yeah, it shouldn't be on this. It shouldn't exist here anyway. Uh, here, guide, guide me. I can help push. Yeah. I can't, uh, I can't see. What the hell has happened to your eyes? Uh, Wait, Courtney's got bloody eyes. Yours are just 
glassy. You can I, tell I, me later. I, uh, I, come with me, and I'll, I'll I'll lead long over, and you know we'll each take one of the bottom legs, and if I can point the Sherpas to help us with the side, and we'll heave this thing into the void. Just don't All go right. through it, and you know point to the icy stick. Uh, it, it actually is an easier task than you thought because of all the organs, all of his guts that he's laying on top of is acting as a, uh, as, as a slippery uh, agent. And you're able to just kind of slide him on his own organs and just got, and, and he, you're able to just kind of push him through. And, and as he kind of, you know, tumbles into that void, the, uh, this gigantic window, it, it's, it begins to kind of uh, flash like a, like a strobe light. And you can see the frayed edges of it begin to pull in on themselves as the, the window is closing more and more and more. What do you guys, what do y'all do? It's, 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 in, it's about half the size of what it was. And does, it's continuing to close. Does the room or cavern we're in seem to be stable or does it seem like it's starting to be shaken apart? Uh, it still seems pretty stable. We just have to get a light before all the light from there goes away. We have parts of two torches and flint and stone and steel. I do that all the time, so I get the fire going. Uh, everyone can make uh, uh, power rolls. I will spend four points of luck to pass with the 64. Oh, oh, luck. Oh, that's right. I can use luck. (laughs) I got a a 95, so. I've got a hard success. May I use luck? There's a a whine. There's a weird sound as this portal is collapsing more and more and more. And those of you with successful, especially the hard success uh, power rolls, you have a really bad feeling about this as it's closing. And it's almost like there's a pitch, a whine that's getting louder and louder as it's starting to uh, collapse in on itself. Do, do I have time to cast gate? You do. Okay. Uh, let's see. Oh, there's no place like home. There's no place like home. Uh can can you, uh, you have the notes on how to do that the rock up above we got to get out of here not yeah just i'm gonna is that as that thing is closing i'm gonna stick that frozen staff into the hole so that there's something a little a little part that isn't you know unless it just breaks it off okay so you're gonna stand right up at it with the uh the the frozen firebrand in the oh, center. I, I love the way you phrased that uh that's what I was planning to do. Fantastic. Uh, Cornelius, uh, do you have your notes on how to cast that spell or do I need to look it up? Um, I, yeah, you'd probably need to look it up. But the thing is, if there's a way to climb out to get up to the top, uh-huh. yeah, I'd rather, rather do that. I don't want to spend the last, our last gamble. Well, on. no one has searched the, uh, the cavern to see if there's any other exits or anything. Um, could I just instead just do a perform a, a, a spot hidden? Would you rather do that? I'd rather do that because I have a real okay. spot hidden. Well, oh, I just jinxed myself, didn't I? 
Yes, you did. Oh, I got an oh nine out of out of my spot hidden of ninety. Oh Boom. God. You, you spot all the hiddens. Um, yes, you see a, another uh, cavern event of some sort over there to the right. Look, there's maybe an escape. I, I would look if I could, Cornelius. Oh, here, take my arm. Everybody <laughs> yeah, just head towards that hole and get out. The, the yes. gem I have, does it feel strange? No, it's, re- it's, it's actually returned to its uh, original size, and it's even re-collapsed and so it's it's back into being a closed geode i'll throw it up through the gate okay throw it oh no, no no no! it goes through the hole that might have been the thing to destroy the rock upstairs <laughs> um so is everyone running for the side tunnel or is philip going to stay behind I'm going to try to You're catch muted. the rock that she threw. Into <laughs> it's okay. gone. Swinging the stick backwards, batting the geo. No, uh, right. <laughs> Is, do I feel uh, this, this wine that was t- troubling me? Does it feel like there's a pressure differential involved? Yeah. It, you have a really bad feeling about this. That's it's building right. up. Run, grab Philip, Frederick, run. So, yeah. I'm, I'm taking Frederick right on up. Okay, right. everyone, everyone, give me individual dex rolls, please. Oh, that's eight out of seventy. Three. Oh, three. Fifty-five. <laughs> that's a success. Hard success. Got a hard success. Ninety-six. It, oh, so Philip <laughs> failed. Anybody else other than Philip fail? Nope. nope. Only Philip failed. Uh, you guys were racing for this exit. And as you all get in, Philip naturally was the last one. And unfortunately, he didn't quite make it to safety as the as the portal closed and finally, you know, zapped closed. There is an explosion. And the concussive force blasts into Philip, knocking him into the wall where he takes six points of damage. Out of my six points of damage. Uh, So give me a con roll, please. My con, which was reduced in half by 15 points earlier by a strong dose of radiation. Well, I can spend four points to do that, and I think I will. Okay. Um, so you guys uh the the blast rocks rocks you but you guys were all safe from the concussive blast who other than philip who was last into the uh, cavern for safety Uh, who was last i'm being led by somebody since i am blind Uh, so you're not last well i had i had the i had the lowest deck score out of everyone else so i Wang probably Chang, as you barely get in uh you look back as you hear the sound of uh, dr baxter's body smash into the wall like a like a sack of of rocks and you look back blood is pouring from his mouth and he's and it's it's bubbling as he's exhaling and he's just like Ugh! and you heard 
many of his bones break. Oh my God. I will, I will go over to him and I will put him on my shoulders and I will. All right. Uh, Baxter doesn't take any extra damage, but he is in incredible pain. As you, as you pick him up, all these broken bones are, are poking and punching into, into nerve clusters that have never been poked before. And, I am uh, sorry, my friend. You're able, to, you're able to take his legs and tie them around your waist like a like a like a sweater and uh <laughs> no <laughs> but uh yeah you're starting to haul him out um and it, it's a slow uh, ascent as you guys are are climbing your way through this uh this vent this fissure and eventually it comes out uh through an opening that you didn't notice uh, for the basin. Uh, and as you come out into, uh, back into the basin, you look down and the, the bonfire has burned itself out and the green rock is, is no longer glowing. And it's just this dark, uh, almost, uh, green black color and the sky, the, the dark green clouds are starting to dissipate. And you can feel a cold wind coming down from the mountains. Oh. Did, 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 did we do it? Has it, has it stopped? It so. looks like it. You no longer hear the sound of freight trains and the sky is no longer being pelted by uh, green meteorites. My God. But At which point I will start, I will just start crying. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. What happened to the green rock that was here? Uh, it has, it looks like it's gone cold. It just, it, it's Burnt now out. a dark green color with a black center and, um, and the bonfire is out and all this, you know, so it, it's, it, it looks like it's gone inert. About that gate, Cornelius. Uh, oh, yeah, we're, I think I can get us maybe as far as what back to. Oh, God. Is Dr. Baxter dead? No, he's okay. No, he is, he is very badly hurt. He has broken many bones, uh, but... Oh, he's not, he's yeah. not going to survive out here No, for we long. need to go. We, I think I can get this back to where we stayed, what, maybe as far as India? I'm not sure how far this thing can go. Um, take us to Lhasa. That, that's pretty home. close. I don't, or, or home or yeah. something. I don't know. Yeah, gate, um, gate could go like ten thousand miles, which is three power points. Yeah. So why don't you? Um, lose... Chris, you could all come out the other end fifty years older. <laughs> <laughs> I don't expect to live much longer. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you? Why don't you uh, uh, do three magic points? And uh, and um, you don't have a lot of sanity, do you? Uh, I'm ready to commit myself to the safety. So go ahead and spend the last of your sanity. Spend <laughs> uh, spend three magic points and give me a power roll, please. Uh, <laughs> all right. So one, two, three, boom. So I can easily afford that. I cannot so much easily afford this. And then with my luck and my pow. 
Bingo. Okay. Now I'm going to use some sanity. Does getting a hard pow help? Um, it will oh, not help. Sanity. I mean, luck. Luck. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Having yeah. So spend the luck, and okay. having a having a hard pow would be probably beneficial. Okay. So I'm going to do that. Let's see. Okay. So I have sixty five. I roll sixty nine. So four, 35, 35. Wait a minute. Okay. Sorry. Math. Um, 69. I need to get to 35. Okay. There we go. Sorry. All right. So that's 34. Okay. And then there we go. Bingo. Okay. Done. Hard. Uh, I've got 11 luck left. <laughs> And and you were opening that gate to uh, to Lhasa, right? Yeah, yeah, Lhasa. Okay. Uh, yeah. So the gate opens, and you guys see the uh, the British consulate there in in Lhasa. It's just right there on the other side of this weird window that that Cornelius has opened. Go through. Go, I go, go through what? This gate that's opening before let's us long. Let's quick. go. <laughs> just i can hold it just I've, go quickly i've got you, I've got you doctor yeah, yeah i hope somebody just grabs and pulls me through uh, i mean i'm completely right. blind at this point <laughs> uh everyone traverses through the gate uh cornelius comes through the gate when cornelius comes through the <laughs> gate though he collapses and um his mind is just it's just erased. He just has a blank. So he basically goes into uh, a coma uh, 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 where he's, he's just staring off into space, drooling. And that's how he spends the rest of his years. Um, Q, Q sad, uh, uh, incredible Hulk music as Dr. Banner's walking away down the lonely road. As we bring the spawn of Azathoth campaign to a close. You guys were able to successfully thwart the coming of destruction. But, but yes. Wang Chang and I live just three miles from where we were. <laughs> now we've got to walk 400 miles to get back to our house. <laughs> I sounds, like a, sounds like a you problem. We just in the earth. <laughs> and Zebedee is perfectly fine as he comes out of the hospital. <laughs> wondering where all of his friends are wondering where everyone is not How knowing just, being trained as an astronomer essentially uh i need to be an invalid because i can't work anymore <laughs> your <laughs> eyes your never eyes come back never come back i hope they do eventually i don't know maybe uh, you become so a fortune teller and you you maybe start wearing a turban I mean, Cornelius surviving might get a sanity reward for some successes, but he had touched zero. But then again, <laughs> I touched zero hit points. Dr. Philip Baxter goes home and suddenly he goes, oh, now I remember. <laughs> My children are terrible. <laughs> we could have prevented all of this. <laughs> And there we are. Wow. Wow. Fun. Oh, really excellent, fun. John. Excellent. Let's get so what was going on? 
what was going on? Um, uh, what was Nemesis? Nemesis, right? Nemesis was the meteorite. It was the comet. It was it was uh, carrying a portion, uh, an, an element of Azathoth, and so with uh, Nemesis crashing onto the planet. It was preparing and and seeding the planet in such a way that it would make it habitable for Azathoth to come and visit uh, physically. Uh, but you close the gate by destroying the uh, the wizard, Father Ghost, and uh, and so with that uh, being unable to um, with that option closed to him. Uh, that shut down the uh, the the plans of of Azathoth. So there you go. How did how did Baxter get involved so heavily in all of this? Uh, he had visions in his dreams as he was uh, traveling through the dreamlands. He encountered uh, Father Ghost and uh, started to kind of pick up on the fact that he was. Uh, gathering uh, the intelligence and the the knowledge that he needed in order to uh, create the gate and do the summoning to actually pull Nemesis to uh, to Earth and and be that that herald for Azathoth and uh, and he was going to try and and thwart him on his own, uh, but you know bad things happened to him and and since he encountered you guys in the dreamlands as well. Of course, it was your unconscious forms. You, you didn't realize that you were dreamers uh, originally. He thought, Oh, I have, I have potential allies that can uh, help me uh, defeat this. And which is why he, he looked to, uh, to, uh, to, to, to get you in on the action. So even someone as mild-mannered as Myron Dexter or Frederick Long, he already had a link to that was more than acquaintance in the waking world. Yeah. And was Father Ghost uh, from Earth, or was he something else to begin with? Um, he was something else. He, he was a he was a he was a gug that was um, uh, transformed and disguised as a human or to uh, be more stealthy in his uh, acquisition of knowledge and, and, and use of it. And he needed his human form to, to be in uh, the waking world. All right. Shall we finish it? Yes. First of all, let's say thank you very much, John, for running this for us. Um, I had a, I had a blast. Thank you. Our players included Josh Harwood, Morgan Llewellyn, Holly Buto, Stuart Lively, David Gasway, and myself with John Hook as the Keeper of the Secrets. We have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members. You can set up private games and learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The costs involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. 
You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows and leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all of the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.